Hey everybody, I'm Jamie Dew. And I am Joe Fondo. And welcome back to our podcast, The Towel in the Basin, again. Again. So, right now we're kind of... they've listened before, maybe they haven't, I don't know. They might not have listened before, which I think is, you know, that can happen. Yes. Um, Maybe a long-time listener is sharing this with a friend for the first time. Yeah. Either way, glad to have you back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. So, so we're... I have a question for you, Jamie. This, okay. I think, kind of dives into, into some degree, into your research, your most recent recent research that you've done. Mm-hmm. This is about NDEs. Okay. okay. All right. I've heard, I've heard this term before. I've heard this related to things that you've talked about. What is this? What is an NDE? Tell me, what is this? So NDE refers to a near-death experience. And sometimes these are called out-of-body experiences that that people will have. And so uh, there's actually quite uh, a lot in recent history. And by recent history, I mean, say, the last 20 years or so, uh, this explosion of cases where people claim to have had some kind of -of out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. and a near-death experience, hence we call them NDEs. And so in these cases, essentially what's happening is that people uh, essentially flatline. They die by what we have to measure death by. And there's a little bit of a debate here about what constitutes death, as odd as that sounds. Uh, is death like brain death? Is death cardiovascular death? Is, mm-hmm. is, is death happen? Where, where's the threshold where we could say, okay, the person's dead? Is death cellular death? So while those debates amongst, you know, medical professionals, philosophers, and ethicists will rage, in short, by all standards we have to measure death and to determine when somebody's died, in these cases, people are flatlining and dying and, cl- and then being resuscitated in some way, uh, where it's such that they come back and they claim to have had some kind of out-of-body experience in that near-death experience. And so that's what we're talking about <clears throat> when we talk about NDEs. And as I mentioned, there's in the last 20 years plus maybe, there's just this explosion of cases where people you know, are claiming to have had this. So I, I have two questions about this. Number okay. one, this is essentially the same category, wh- whether you debate the if this is real or not, of the heaven is for real Right. book that was super popular, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, whenever that came out, right? This is this is what we're talking about. Whether that's real or not, this is what we're talking about, right? Correct. And that's a very, you know, the, is heaven for real? Is, the, is That's a very popular level um, case and, and book that was written on this. And of course, there's a lot of controversy around that specific story mm-hmm. uh, as to whether or not this was fabricated or something like that. I think most people today uh, view that one and the evidence seemed to suggest that one was fabricated and these can be, but because of that, the whole genre of experiences, so to speak, are, are typically viewed with some suspicion. And, uh, you know, there, I, I can, I can explain why I think there should be some suspicion, but at the same time, maybe there's more to them going on. Okay. So <clears throat> I think, you know, there's, there's a lot about reality. I mean, that we don't know about, right? Physics shows this. Um, When we really try to dive deep into a lot of answers or questions that we have in the Bible, oftentimes 
we don't have all the answers. I mean, that's just reality. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of argument, if NDEs are real, if they're mm-hmm. happening, what would something like this show us? What do we learn from this or what do we take away from this? So, yeah, I love that question. Great question. So the first word of that question is super important. If they're happening, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they're happening, that's the, that's the real question here. Uh, but if they were happening, if, the, if indeed folks are dying, experiencing physical death and still having some kind of experience and then in resuscitation come back and to, to tell us about that experience, then I, I certainly do think that this would, if they're happening, this would uh, constitute a decisive determination on a number of philosophical and theological fronts. And so let me start with the philosophical side, but listener, just hang on with me for a second, because there is a very personal existential thing, and there's also a a very important theological thing that we would want to underscore here of what this could mean for us. The rubber is going to meet the road for us in a really big way. So philosophically, really from the time of the 17th century forward, there's been a debate in the Western world over in this realm of metaphysics that uh, while it sounds obscure when I say it that way, is actually something most people wonder about. What are human persons? Are they bodies? Are they souls? Do non-physical souls even exist in the first place? And so Rene Descartes, the father of modern philosophy, basically advocates this view called substance dualism. I won't, I won't go into all the technical details of that right here, but he, he advocates for su- this view called substance dualism, which I dare say is probably the view that everybody listening to this podcast or the majority of people listening to this podcast would actually hold, even if they don't know that's what it's called. The substance dualism basically says, well, you know, the person, there's a body and the soul, the body's physical and the soul's not physical, and that the person is the soul. And so think about now every single funeral you've ever been to when the preacher says, there lies granny's body, but granny herself is up in heaven. That's that view, because this view identifies the human person with the non-physical soul. So Descartes takes this view, but now there's this nasty, nasty philosophical and scientific problem that, frankly, this view's never really been able to answer. And it's so problematic that a lot of people will just jettison the view altogether. But this problem is called the mind-body interaction problem, where essentially... Look, in the case of two physical objects, say two dominoes, and one domino falls and causes the other domino to fall, uh, we know how that second one, that first one caused the second one to move. They touched each other and they transferred energy. Well, if one of these objects, body and soul, is not physical, that means it has no way to touch and it can't transfer any energy because there is nothing there. There is no physical energy there. So in short, if minds and bodies or souls and bodies are fundamentally different things, then philosophers have raised this question and scientists have raised this, raised this question for hundreds of years now. Of It seems that that interaction between bodies and souls or bodies and minds could never happen. And mm. so because of that objection, there had been this wholesale move through most of Western history since the 17th century. So you're talking about the 1600s, the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1900s. And most scientists and most philosophers today reject this dualistic idea of a body and a soul. And so what they hold is a materialistic view that says, no, the human person is not a soul. There is no such thing as a soul. It denies all those things. And it simply says that the human person just is the physical stuff, the brain, the body, and all those things living. And so that's materialism. Well, if 
NDEs are happening, if indeed there are out-of-body experiences like that, I think that this settles pretty definitively, once and for all, this debate between the dualists and the materialists. If NDEs are happening, then dualism is true and materialism is false. Because so, clearly something other than the material stuff, which is dead in those moments, exists to perceive and experience. So I find this very interesting because when I first look at NDEs as a as a concept, as a topic, and, and I read Heaven is for Real, and I've read a few mm-hmm. of, the, of these other books um, when I was in seminary just because I, I thought they were interesting. I just wanted to see what they're saying, right? Um, I looked at them with a, an automatic view of skepticism. Mm-hmm. And... The basis for that skepticism was if they are going to heaven, then they can come back with a new revelation or an an advanced revelation or something like that, potentially. Right. Right. I mean, essentially, that's kind of what Paul says, you know, or or alludes to when he says this guy went up to the third heaven. You know, I think we might have talked about that at one point. And so... You know, but he says, I can't talk about these things. Right. As if there are things that can be talked about. So what if somebody else talks about them, you know? And then should we believe this or should we just, it's a, it's like it's e- much easier to lump them. But what I hear you saying actually becomes a very positive case for NDEs mm-hmm. against the materialism, against everything we talk about when we talk about heaven and so forth. Well, uh, or maybe let me flip that around. I think the possibility of an NDE, of uh, a near-death experience, uh, if there are those things, it's actually a really good case for a for some kind of dualistic view. You know, what, mm-hmm. whether or not you're a, and we don't need to get into the technical details of substance dualism versus other kinds. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, if NDEs are happening, then there we could draw. I think we not just could draw this conclusion; we have to draw this conclusion, and that would be that we are more than our physical bodies. There's something else that constitutes us or that we are or that we have. And the philosophers will debate the nuance of that. But at the end of the day, there's more than physical stuff. So I think if those things happen, then it settles the debate once for all. Materialism is just false. And we have to wrap our heads around uh, the fact that we have more than just our physical bodies. Now, we may still have this lingering question about, well, how does a body and a soul interact with each other? Eh. I suspect we'll never answer that question. Uh, and I suspect also that that's, and I don't want to go into all the details of this right now, but I suspect that's not just a problem for dualists. Materialists actually have some problems like that as well. So uh, at the end of the day, there are just going to be some questions we can't answer, but the reality would be there has to be more to us than just our physical body. If indeed these things are really happening. Okay. So yeah, that's my next question. And this is okay. all, this is all very fascinating. So are they really happening? I mean, how do we <laughs> gauge that? How do we yeah. how do we look at these things and say, eh, or wow, that's we should learn from that? Yeah. So that that and that's as, as I've mentioned a couple times. That to me is the key question here. If they're happening, uh, let me just say this: I I would caution the listener from building too much positively or negatively out of those popular level books is heaven for real. I mean, so that I'd really do feel like that particular story gives uh, these, these scenarios a very bad rap 
and and rightly so. I mean, if you're fabricating mm-hmm. stories, then you deeply hurt and injure uh, the perspective itself and those pot, the case for those those things. Uh, here's the thing. So, so one criticism that people have of these near-death experiences are things that I started with at the beginning. The, some people have noted, well, like, you know, throughout all of history, we've almost never heard of these things happening. And then now all of a sudden, we're having just this explosion of cases where people are coming back. And, and sort of the recent burst of them is cause for a lot of skepticism for people. Now, look, I get that. But let me say in defense of NDEs for a minute, it shouldn't surprise us that now, unlike at any other point in history, we have this explosion of these stories because it is only now in this point of history that we have the modern technology capable of doing the things that we do. I mean, now on a daily basis, we bring people to the cusp of death and even into death for certain kinds of brain surgeries, certain kinds of heart surgeries. Uh, we have that that ultimately pushes them into those 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 realms where we might be able to prevent cellular death, but neurological function and and cardiovascular function is completely ceased. Uh, we have the ability now to resuscitate in people in longer terms under certain conditions. So, for example, if a person flatlines in their body, uh, if they induce a hypothermia, it prevents cellular death. And whereas it used to be you could only resuscitate somebody and their brain survive after about three to five minutes. Now you have the ability to do that in some cases for after several hours, which is funky, by the way. The fact that somebody could be dead for a couple hours and get resuscitated. But it's possible because their cells have not begun to decompose because basically their body got refrigerated at the right time. So you think about the the modern technology that we have and the modern advancements that we have. Yeah, we actually have the ability to put people into death or at the cusp of death on a pretty regular basis now. And so I would just simply say that skepticism over the recent burst of these stories and cases, eh, I think it's understandable. If you're ever going to have those possibilities and more abundant, then, I, then certainly um, now's the time that would happen. Let me also say, and you referenced one of the passages in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about this, that he had some experience and it really does seem to be an experience that was outside of his body. And so, and then in Philippians one, he talks about this disembodied kind of existence. And so, I, I would say, could this happen? I'm inclined to say absolutely. Um, but do I believe every story? Absolutely not. So when you know it comes out that these heaven are for real, some of these bits and pieces have been fabricated. Okay, yeah, that 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 really poisons the well against the whole thing. And some of these stories can't be fabricated. Let me just say this: I think that, I mean, so. Back in 2013, my father uh, basically spent a week unconscious in a coma uh, on a ventilator. He flatlined multiple times, and he claims to have had an experience during those windows of time that is definitely not from around here. I'll just say that. (laughs) Now, I don't build anything theologically, philosophically, or argumentatively on my father's story because there was nothing in my father's story that could be verified empirically. In other words, I have no hard data to show that, yep, something like that happened. But there are some cases where the stories get empirically da- uh, verified. And look, for those reasons, despite the fact you've got these heaven for real stories out there, I think some of these other stories that have some empirical data behind them, man, 
that's interesting stuff. And I think we therefore have to take it somewhat seriously. So for example, you know, there's some stories of people being in the operating operating room uh, table and basically dying during the surgery. And they recount leaving their body. They recount sitting up on the far upper corner of the room, looking down on top of the cabinets and seeing boxes of rubber gloves and things like that. And then they resuscitate them. And when they come back and they start talking to people, they say, hey, by the way, there's this box of gloves up, up on the cabinet. And they go, look, and there's a box of gloves there. There's people that have had this experience where they go up through the hospital, the roof of the hospital, and see the roof of the hospital and see a yellow and purple tennis shoe on the roof of the, the hospital. And sure enough, they go up there and there's a yellow and purple tennis shoe up there. There's stories of people being clinically dead in these moments and having an out-of-body experience in a house 12 miles away where their loved relatives are sitting there at the lunch table talking about gee, I hope the surgery's going well right now for you know, Uncle Johnny or whatever. And you know what? They weren't there. Their body wasn't there, and yet they had some experience. They get resuscitated. There's stories of people being clinically dead on the table and being able to recount discussions that the surgeon was having uh, about how they were processing through the procedures. So all of that to say... There are some cases that uh, there's stories of some people that have an out-of-body experience and see someone in heaven that died before they were born and told them information that they'd never heard before and come back to earth and verify it. And this is what happened. So all that to say, there are some, some of these stories uh, in the sea of the thousands and thousands of these stories now that people are claiming to have. The vast majority of them are such that you could never verify them. And they're like my father's story. I could never verify that that happened. But there are some of these things that are happening that, well, you can actually verify bits and pieces of these things. And and that's fascinating minimally. It's potentially instructive that some of these some of these things are really happening. And again, if they're happening, I'm going to I'm going to remain noncommittal to whether or not they're actually happening. <laughs> But I will just say there are some of these things that I go, wow, that gets my attention. That's very interesting. And if they're happening, I think the debate between the materialist and the dualist is over. There's more to us than our physical body. And now we have the Christian story ringing in our ears, right? That mm-hmm. that when we die, there's our soul goes to be in the presence of God. And uh, that's, that's very interesting. Okay, so I have... You, you've kind of talked about this to some degree a little bit, but I have a kind of a bring it home question just okay. for me. Okay. How, how do we navigate this? I mean, if, if you're a pastor in a church and somebody comes to you and says this, or if you, I don't know, maybe you think you had this, you know what I mean? Like personally, if a yeah. person listening, what, what, give me some advice for how to process this. Yeah, that's a great way to end. Uh, I think, number one, when people talk to you about their experiences, we all have to remember that um, none of us have the ability to step into anyone else's frame of reference and correct them on what they did or did not experience. If they've had an experience, they've had some kind of experience. Now, how you interpret that experience is a, a legitimate matter of debate and discussion. So, you know, somebody tells me they had something, I go, okay, I should believe that they had something. Now, what inferences they draw from it is a different matter. So they may draw an inference from some experience they, that they've said that they had that, no, that inference can't be right. You know, so mm-hmm. um, that's one thing I'd say. This other thing I would say, I think just generally speaking, I would say to Christians, be very, very careful with 
these stories and be careful in two different categories and be careful in two different ways on each of those categories. So here's what I mean. I think just factually and scientifically, philosophically, be cautious as to whether or not you embrace these and hit your wagon to them, but also be cautious that you don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and be dogmatic that they can't happen. I mean, again, some of the stories that we have heard from this, they're is some empirical data to back them up. And if that's the case, then it's problematic for us to deny that they really happened. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of that, because you have the really bad and unfortunate situation with the heaven is for real, uh, obviously these stories can be fabricated. Obviously these stories can just be false. So don't hitch your wagon to them on an evidential front. So be careful not to be too dismissive because some of these things seem to have some data that support them, but also be careful that you don't, you know, hitch your wagon to them either. Then I would say theologically in this other category, be really, really careful to hitch your wagon to them. At the same time, understand that some of these things have some empirical data behind them, and therefore we really could potentially draw some very important philosophical and theological conclusions from them. But my caution to you is this, be really careful here, because there are some people that claim to have experiences while they're dead that don't jive very well with our theology, if I can just say it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, People that by all indications about their confession and their lifestyle are lost as they can possibly be, that claim to have had some kind of heavenly experience. And so mm-hmm. there again, all right, they experienced something. How do you interpret that? That's where the yeah. hermeneutic of it comes in, so to speak. So just be really cautious. I, I'm theologically, philosophically, and scientifically, I've seen enough that I think I have to say in the, in the name of intellectual honesty, dude, these things really might could happen. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm not hitching any doctrine per se to this. Yes, I do believe that we survive our death and that there's an immaterial soul, but I draw that conclusion on other grounds, not this ground. I do think that this could support that idea, but mm-hmm. my my conviction that I have a soul and that you have a soul is not in and of itself uh, dependent on these stories is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, my advice to you is just caution. Don't be overly dismissive. Certainly don't hit your wagon to these stories. I think we we leave the jury out and we keep gathering data. But, man, I'll just say, again, I'll underscore, if these things are happening, the debate's over. We have yeah. solved. Well, that's fascinating. This is, this is a very interesting topic, and I'm glad you went through this uh, with me and everybody listening. Very fascinating. Thanks for asking. I love the topic. All right. Talk soon. Hey, everybody. This is Jamie and Joe again. If you like this podcast, would you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts? That helps other people find it. And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear about them. Just go to jamiedo.com slash questions and send them in that way. And we'll take a look at the most frequently asked questions and give them a shot.